You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Grand Rising and good morning, everybody. Welcome to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, And we got a great show for y'all today. Of course, as every day. Uh, but, you know, I'm excited today. I get to sit down with Esther Irvin. We're going to be talking about all things Garfield Superblock. So I'm so excited that she is in the building today. I also know that, you know, it's Thursday, y'all. We got another thoughtful Thursday with our favorite life coach, Coach Curtis Calhoun is in the building. He's going to be giving us some insight on real lifer tip number three. And you guys remember, you can utilize these tips in your daily life. He is giving you an amazing blueprint. So I can't wait to tap in with him later on in the show. But of course, right now is the top of the show. So it's a great time for you to tag and share the stream. Please just tag and share this stream with folks that you know could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. Also, I uh, got to tell y'all, if you cannot watch our shows, be sure to listen to our shows anywhere you find your favorite podcast, Google, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, you name it. We are there just search Converge Media Network. And then you guys will be able to find me, <laughs> Trey Holiday, on the day with Trey there, as well as all of our other shows. So we have a lot going on here at Converge, trying to make sure that you guys stay engaged and informed. Well, I, I definitely, there's a lot of events that are coming up this weekend too. So you guys will be hearing me talk about some of these amazing opportunities that are coming up for us to be out there with our people be safe, wear your mask if you need to, because people are still catching COVID. We know that, but we want to make sure that you guys know about some of these great events. And I get to talk about one of those events with my first guest for the day, Miss Esther Irvin of the Garfield Superblock. Esther's also a beloved artist in our community, so I'm so glad that she is with me today. Hi, Esther. How are you? Hi, Trey. You're I'm Mike. fine. How are you? Hi, Trey. I'm fine. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Good. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, well, thank you for inviting me. You're making me feel real comfortable. There we go. We want to, yeah, that's the whole goal here. But, you know, I want to talk about you a little bit before we talk about Garfield Superblock. You've been an artist in our community for a really long time and just tell us a bit about your artistry and your history because some of that art people are probably walking past and may not know that it was you oh okay yeah well some of the work that they may be walking past is uh at the liberty bank building where we had a lot of well we had seven other artists participate in that project so you're going to be missing a lot of other people's art as well as mine there but um i have um the uh benches that are out on union avenue and in the courtyard uh the salmon that are in the water feature and the glass penalty panels that you have to look up at the on the union street canopy to actually see them and they represent the red line districts of uh of uh the central district Wow. Esther, so many different things. And also, too, I think a lot of people come to you because you have such expertise in terms of you lending that expertise to other projects. Tell us how you've been able to do that, because I know you're doing it with Garfield Superblock. Um, how do I lend my expertise? Yeah. Well, um, well, it certainly depends on the project. So it, it varies with each one. Um, 
uh, well, with the Liberty Bank Project, it was not only about creating the artwork, but um, coordinating the artists in terms of uh, uh, helping them handle their budget uh, if they needed uh, to visit a fabricator because they weren't familiar with that sort of thing. Um, I, I helped them through that process. Um, and then sometimes it's been simpler, like with the panels on Jackson Street, all I had to do was provide a design and um, Vulcan went and had it cut out. Um, and, you know, some other projects, it, it, it just depends. Sometimes it's just in an advisory capacity. Well, maybe you should try this or maybe you should try that. Well, we appreciate you so much. And I know that you've been giving a lot of amazing uh, bits of time and expertise to Garfield Superblock. Tell us what got you connected to this project. Um, Robert got me connected to this project. Robert Stevens. Um, and I don't know. He just, I, you know, I, I, I don't know why he selected me, but I'm very, I'm very glad he did. It's been a very uh, exciting project from the get-go, and it's been nice to see it grow because Robert started this project about 17 years ago. So I only came on in 2019, um, and we have grown since then in terms of people with certain capacities that can come on and help us move forward and raise funds and, um, you know, get our plan into action. Well, yeah, this is, uh, you know, I think I came on probably around the same time, 2019, and honestly, it has just been um, a, a labor of love, right? Because mm -hmm. it's like this is we're talking about redeveloping Garfield Park, you mm -hmm. know, something that I grew up going to. My brothers used to play football there. You know, uh, there, there's so much. I went to Garfield High School. So that's really like my old school stomping grounds. And oh. there's been some amazing developments in this project, you know, in the last few years since we've been on the coalition. Tell us a bit about where we are today. Um, well, today um, we're working with uh, our newest members are um, uh, Takia Ward and Brianna Costin, who came onto the project as as consultants, and they've been really wonderful to work with because they are also Garfield graduates and have been able to add uh, a lot of different perspective to the project. So it's been very helpful to me because not only am I not a Garfield graduate, but I'm uh, a transplant to Seattle after as about maybe two dozen years ago. So, you know, so, so they have, they have experience that, that, that's valuable in terms of um, the project. Uh, we've uh, also been working with the uh, art team of uh, Ann Suter, Nikki Watanabe, and Jason Prell. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so, um, you know, so, so together we've been able to, you know, really massage things and get them going. So we have a lot of, you know, a lot of ideas that we're working with and we're in the stages of um, actually finalizing the, the master plan for the art and for the, pro, uh, for the park as a whole. Yeah, this is really exciting because, you know, it takes a lot of money 
to get these development projects to the mm -hmm. final stages to where the community can come and enjoy them. But I really appreciate the, the perspective of how do we elevate, you know, historical cultures that have known the Central District as their home. And the art is going to play an integral role in that. Tell us a bit about how you guys are approaching this phenomenal vision for the mm. final project of the art that's going to be throughout the park. Oh, okay. So whereas there are um, seven ethnic districts who've had a big footprint in, this, in the Central District, we're going to begin with them. Um, so those uh, those those groups are, of course, the Duwamish, who were the first people here, uh, the Black African-American group, uh, Jewish, Italian, Filipino, Japanese, and Chinese. And so um, we're um, going to have uh, community people um, activated so that they can select a pair of, um, I guess you might say, finalists to do proposals that um, will do art that enhance the block and also reflect some of the history of their culture. And the history timeline that we're dealing with is from um, 1800 to 1975. Mm. Um, so hopefully the artists will, you know, pinpoint some critical events during those time periods in their history to to highlight in their artwork. Yeah, this and, is really, uh, I think, such a dynamic approach, honestly, to bringing art and tying it with community lived experience, right? We're yes. talking about really going into these different ethnic groups and the communities that exist today to get them to really help steward this art, which is a, a great approach to it because, you know, the coalition and, you know, the the few, you know, Takia and Brianna are not the ones saying, well, we know what's best, so we're going to put it there. This is really such a collaborative approach that is, yes. you know, being taken to ensure that these art projects all really reflect that rich culture and heritage. And, you know, I just got to give you a shout out publicly for, you know, being so consistent as a, a great voice to lend to this project. And uh, you guys, I've been able to work with Esther personally, as we said, on this coalition. And it's one of those things where, you know, even as my schedule gets crazy, anytime somebody calls me to say, no, we need you to show up, we need you there, I'm there. But I also think, too, that when I think about the final product, this is what's exciting to me because we're going to have something that really represents that rich heritage and culture and the legacy of ethnicities that have been here for a, a very long time. Mm. We could have gone even back past 1800, but to start with the Duwamish is such a great anchor to, I think, all of this art. What are some of the things that you're really excited for when you think about this project? Well, I'm, I'm excited because it's not only about the art, but it's about beautifying the entire park. Um, we have uh, the potential in some of the projects to bring about lighting, uh, which is going to make the park uh, safer. Um, there are plantings involved that are going to make it more beautiful. Uh, parkour will be involved to have these kind of activities where young and old people can exercise themselves in a, a safe and exciting way. Um, and we're, we're in the process of uh, working out the details on what kind of water feature will be there. Um, 
And uh, oh, and the bathroom area is going to be improved so that it can uh, serve a number of different functions and also a number of different abilities. So there, uh, there'll, there'll be provisions in there with, for people with disabilities. Um, there will be places for food trucks. Um, the tennis courts are going to be kind of altered so that the courts can serve various purposes, not just one game, but many games. Wow. So. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that, you know, oftentimes people don't understand the work that goes behind, you know, uh, upgrading, you know, park and public spaces. Mm -hmm. And we talk about development projects here often. I know I do uh, on Converge because, you know, it's so important that development projects really reflect the people of the community, which mm -hmm. oftentimes they have not. And I always say when I was studying, you know, urban planning and, you know, uh, urban design, that there was no idea of like how we do human centric design, mm -hmm. how we do community centric design. So I love that this project is a public works project, like public, you know, space project mm -hmm. that really is bringing in the community voice and huge shout out to Mr. Robert Stevens for these years of service on this project. Yeah. He just refused to let it go. And, and we are now so grateful for all that he has put in to bring us together. And I know, Right now, too, there's still some funding, right? There's some gaps in funding still going mm -hmm. after about $4 million to make sure we get everything through the final design in terms of construction funding. So, hey, if you guys know of resources out there, let us know. Hit me up, Trey, T-R-A-E, at whereweconverge.com. I would love to be able to bring some more resources into this project. But also there's something specific about the way that, you know, the, the coalition is going after funding for the art side of this mm -hmm. because it can't be restricted, right? It has to be mm -hmm. open. The way that we're doing this, a lot of funders are not really, you know, abreast as to this kind of collaborative style and approach. So it's going to take the right funder to fund what you're describing here, Esther, mm -hmm. in terms of the art to make sure that it is still very community centric and mm -hmm. is allowing those ethnicities heritage to really flourish throughout the park. Well, I also know too, Esther, there's an event coming up this weekend. Yeah. Uh, we have a flyer here, but I want you to tell us about what folks can expect to come out this Saturday coming out to the park. Okay, so this Saturday, the 16th of July, from 4 to 7 p.m., um, we're going to have uh, a gathering, um, as well as uh, a, we're going to have a gathering and we're going to share uh, progress with our design and um, we, you know, also hope to um, motivate people to raise a little money for us. But we also want to get your feedback on the projects. We want to get you involved. Uh, we'll be, sh we'll have a map that will show you the latest design for the park. Should I bring that up? Or just sure. We have, we have a little bit of a way that you can show it right here on the camera. Okay. Thank you for bringing it. All right. So. Um, so right here, um, you want to zoom in on that? Yeah, that's good. Well, when we, when we get zoomed in on this, you'll be able to see numbered spaces, one through seven, going around the park. And those numbers indicate where we, where we expect to place the artwork for various ethnicities. Uh, 
And on the uh, 24th Avenue side of the park, uh, we have the community gateways. And in a later part of the plan, we will be having uh, community-centered artwork placed at those gateways. And we realize that uh, other people have moved into the community um, recently. So we'll be, um, we'll be connecting with and, and um, you know, and hoping for collaboration and contribution from the newer members of the community who aren't in the first phase of the artwork. Um, there's also going to be a live DJ. Um, there are going to be parkour activities. And of course, there's going to be food. Of course. So you all will be able to come and eat, drink, and be merry, and be informed. There it is. And also, this is really exciting because anytime there's these kind of community engagement sessions where it's like, look, this is the last time for you guys to come out, support Garfield Superblock, support the redevelopment of this park, give your feedback before they go into the final phase of design. This is the last time that people get to do that. But but also, my guy, our brother right here at Converge, Blindiana Jones, will be spinning on the ones and twos. So glad that he'll be out there. And I'm so thankful to Parkour Visions for partnering with Garfield Superblock on this project and saying, look, we can do something really cool with the play structure here, as Esther was describing there, you know, doing some intergenerational play. Let's get our grandparents out there with their grandkids. It should be a really fun time. We want to make sure that you guys know about this. Again, it's happening on Saturday. You know, DQ, you can put that flyer up one more time. 4 to 7 p.m. at Garfield Park. You guys don't want to miss this. Come out, come eat, as Esther said, be merry, but lend your voice to this project. If you haven't already, There's Garfield Park is beloved by so many of us. We want to make sure that we are getting the word out for you all to know that you have the opportunity to participate. Miss Esther, thank you so much for being with me. I can't wait to be out there. Plus, I know that we're going to be celebrating Mr. Robert's birthday, too. So oh, yeah. We got to enjoy <laughs> We got to bring in the community to uplift one of our beloved elders in the community, Mr. Robert Stevens, too. I can't wait to see you out there. Okay. Well, I can't wait to see you either. So see you Saturday. That's right. Oh, my goodness. You guys, you heard it right there from Miss Esther. It is time for y'all to give your final word on what this project should look like. Uh, Miss Esther there showed you a map, but when you come out on Saturday, it'll be blown up. You guys will be able to see the design and really ask the architects, our, our partner site workshop. Uh, with Garfield Superblock, you'll be able to ask them some questions, get more feedback, dive in a little bit so that you can give some real educated feedback of what you want to see in this development project. Well, of course, we got to keep this ball rolling today on the day with Trey. And I get to sit down with my guy. He is the number one coach right here on the day with Trey. Our life coach, Mr. Curtis Calhoun, will be in the building. He's going to be giving us another real lifer tip, something that y'all can use to make your daily lives better. So stay tuned right after this short break. You guys are watching the day with Trey. Hey guys, Basic Garden here. Check this out. Hades Town is coming to Seattle. And you know what? I need to make sure you guys understand this is not a drill. So let me take my glasses off for a second. 
Hades Town is coming to Seattle. And the first day that you will be able to see it is going to be at the Paramount on July 12th. And you already know myself and Trey Holiday will be there. Fun fact, when Hades Town was first premiering over in LA, uh, Broadway Across America actually sent myself and Trey Holiday down there to not only see the show, but to literally interview all of the actors and the director. And let me tell you, if there's one thing about me, I'm not that big on seeing things multiple times, but this right here, this show right here, I plan on seeing it the first day that it comes to Seattle. So look, if you have not grabbed your tickets for Hades Town, you are missing out. And as someone that is a hopeless romantic, I let you know now you will not be disappointed when you go see Hades Town from the acting, the music, to the freaking theatrics, to even the stage setup. You will love everything about Hades Town. Even if you're feeling like, you know what? I don't know if I'll be able to relate to anything in here. Trust and believe you will be able to either relate to something or gravitate towards something within Hades Town. Tickets are on sale now and you will be able to see Hades Town right here in Seattle at the Paramount from July 12th to July 17th. Please grab your tickets now before they sell out. Welcome back, everybody, to the day with Trey. I got to say that, you guys, normally we have my girl Julia Jesse on on Thursdays, but Jules is taking a break tonight from Clapback Culture. So that's why you're not seeing that. You're not seeing the commercial. You're not seeing me type in with Jules about what's going on tonight on Clapback. She will be back next Thursday, y'all. So I just want to make sure you guys have that update. But of course, I'm so excited because anytime I get to sit down with this brother, it's always a good time. What's up, Curtis? How are you? Peace, Trey. Good morning. <laughs> oh, I'm doing well. And, and I'll say these tips, people are reaching out to say how important, wow. you know, and helpful they are. So I'm so glad. Let's just do a recap. So we'll make sure people remember where Indeed. we left off at and then we'll bring them into the new tips. Okay. Well, real life for number two, which we talked about on the last episode. Uh, was um, real lifers are uh, uh, real lifers are 110 percent accountable yeah. uh, for everything that happens in their lives, especially what they think, feel, say, and do. So there's uh, three bullets that go with that, and then there was kind of a, an accountability piece. Uh, the first bullet was investigate everything, and uh, be, and we don't take anything on face value. Uh, the second one is we're accountable, responsible for the choices that we make and for the outcomes attached to them. And the third one is we evaluate all negative outcomes and results and see where and what we could have done differently to produce a better or different result if we didn't like the result. So that was kind of the, the accountability piece or the homework piece for last week. Just to identify those things that were happening in folks' lives during the week that were negative or that they didn't like. And then kind of go back to that why in the road where we could have took a different route and got a different result and look for multiple, not just one, but multiple. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And, you know, I did a little bit of this homework myself and just going back through some some opportunities for growth. And particularly as we were talking about yesterday, the full moon was like so energetic. <laughs> yes. Right. Like there's this is a really special cycle of the year where yes. that full moon energy was an opportune time for people to really mm -hmm. reflect, you know, figure out, OK, how am I going to get rid of these negative things? How am I going to move forward with positive things? Yeah. That was a really I mean, and, and the moon was beautiful. I don't know if yeah. you caught it last night, but it was phenomenal. Yeah, so yeah. what's up with uh, real life or tip number three? So real life or tip number three. Now, this this is the <laughs> some people going to have to is a hard pill to swallow for some people. But this one is a real lifer makes their word bond and keeps it impeccable. 
Now, I come from a school of thought and have been taught that word is bond and bond is life. And I will give my life before my word shall fail. Mm -hmm. So that's a powerful weight to carry and, and have a standard to commit to. But you hear a lot of people all the time saying, oh, I swear, I swear on God, on my mama, on, on everything, you know, wallahi, whatever it may be. But as soon as you speak it, that that makes it bond. We don't have to add any of those other things. You're accountable for what comes out of your mouth and people are going to hold you accountable. You know, you got to be careful. The second piece, which is the impeccable piece. I had to look this up. I mean, we all think we know the definition of words, but I, I like to look up the definition so I know that I'm using it correctly. Impeccable is a very powerful word. It means without flaw, without sin. Perfect. I mean, you know, so if that's the way you're holding your word and you keeping that in mind before you say something, you're going to be very mindful of what you say for both of those things. Mm. Now, the three components to those are research everything right mm. be, uh, before we speak on it with any certainty. Uh, and then um, we only speak on things assertively that can be backed up or proven with facts. Right. So that's another powerful piece, because the certainty piece is when we speak, we want to be able to speak. And, and have conviction and be confident in what we're saying, knowing that it's going to resonate and that it's going to make a difference. Like they say, if you don't uh, have anything positive to say or don't have anything uh, of value to add, then don't say anything unless you're going to say something that's going to add value to what's already being said. Because most times if we're quiet, somebody else will say something that, that we were thinking. So we don't really need to speak out. So really, the only time we need to speak is when we want to make an impact. And we know that what we're going to say is not going to be said by anybody else. And we're going to bring something of value to the conversation. Now, the second piece with the assertive piece is that uh, we want to speak assertively and we want to be able to, again, have that confidence when we're speaking. So when we do that, uh, it lends credibility to us. And it causes people to respect us. Give you a quick example. Uh, when I was first getting on social media, I was calling it Instagram instead of Instagram. Back then, <laughs> my wife had to correct me and the kids were like, what you talking about that? But um, I would repost people's stuff, right? And when I did, sometimes it'd be incorrect. You know, sometimes back in the day, you get them Facebook, oh, such and such died. And I'd be like, oh, condolences to such and such. And even uh, my wife would be like, yeah, they died like five years ago. Right. So it, it makes me lose credibility with people who are following me or believe in me or trust me. So that's why that important piece, you have to research and investigate things before you put it back out there because it affects you. They're not going to know it came from somebody else. And even if they do, if you do that enough times, they're like, but he's wrong and he's wrong. Yeah, so I ain't yeah. going to mess with neither one of them. That's <laughs> <laughs> so true. And, you know, this is a really powerful tip. I mean, all of these are, but I understand when you say that it's kind of difficult for some because we don't realize the power of language. Yes. You know, in Western society, we just we don't we 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 can do all of that. Oh, I swear. Oh, this on God. This <laughs> yeah, is yeah. all of that makes it so that everything that we say then needs an additional resource mm -hmm. for you to know that what I'm saying is true. Exactly. And there's something so powerful about being a, a person of your word, your word being your bond. And, and I'll say this, that it's something that I've experienced with you in community. You know, uh, the, if anytime I bring up your name, they'll say, oh, man, he's like one of the most reliable cat. He's, you know, oh, he's solid. You know, that's what they say now. Oh, he's, he's just solid. But it's because you really live this principle in community. Well, that's the whole thing with these tw 12 principles, right? It's because it becomes a part of you. And I was thinking earlier this morning about doing the show and coming on and talking about this stuff. Number one, you have to do it, but it has to be done consistently. 
So if you do it, it's a good thing, but it's over time where you talk about now. So if you mention my name, people know over the time that they've seen me work in community the last seven years. I'm the same. Yeah. I haven't changed since, you know, 2010 or, mm. you know, I'm not different today, but it's the consistency piece. And then uh, it becomes a party because you can use these things to manipulate people or manipulate to get things that you want. You know, and so there's always a good and bad to everything. So uh, if you're just taking a piece and using it, then that could be used as manipulation. But if you're internalizing things, it becomes you. And now that is you who you authentically are. Yeah, th this is uh it, man, for the people in the back, I want y'all to hear this because it is so true. And it's almost like, oh, no, well, I know that. Oh, I know that. Oh, I know yes. that. But yes. but you're not doing it. You're not utilizing it. It isn't embedded in you. Right. And this is why there is a stark difference between somebody who lives it and like breathes it every day, stays consistent with it versus those who don't. This is exactly why you can tell a stark difference in, in the people, particularly when you're partnering with someone to get something done. And I've experienced this too myself personally, right? Where it's like, man, you know, they'll call me, same thing. They're like, oh, you and Curtis, super solid, reliable, <laughs> right? Which is great. But it's also that, and I know you've experienced this, where you have to fill in the gaps for somebody who maybe wasn't so reliable or wasn't taking their word as their bond. I mean, when you think about some of the ways that this has really impacted you based on how community members respond to you, tell us what that really means because for, for you, because like you said, you live it consistently. And I know that people are then telling you how much they appreciate that. Well, that's important for me because like I said, I, I, I don't know, not on the show, but I've said before, there was a time when that wasn't my reputation. Yeah. So I really was intentional about changing my reputation. And that's what these 13 prints or 12 principles are, was ways that I changed my reputation and who I was and how I showed up in the world. It really and when people say that, like when you say, oh, solid or when I hear things like that, it makes me want to work harder yeah. and, and be even uh, more dedicated and committed to showing up as that person every day because I never want to lose that. I never want to re lose the respect of the people who respect me. That means a lot to me, almost more than than money or anything else. Yeah, you know? there's something so special about that. I think particularly for those of us who are in community, yeah. you know, that are like, yes. no, everybody's in community, you know. But I mean, people who are really working in community to better community, there's something so magnificently special about being a person of your word and really uh, understanding that when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to work real hard to do it. And I'm also going to be communicative. So if for some odd reason I'm falling short or something is not, it's not going the way we thought it was originally, yes. I'm going to make sure you know that yes. because we also have to move along with that kind of information as it comes because sometimes things are outside of our control. Absolutely. But in terms of what I can control, I'm going to make sure that that's out there and that people understand that. And I agree with you too, see that, you know, it's so important to to have people say that stuff back to me. Yes. It does also make me go, man, okay, yeah. you know, I can't, I yeah, can't slip. Gotta keep it yeah. going. Yeah. Well, you know, these are always great tips, uh, Curtis, and I just appreciate you for bringing Real Lifer to the Day with Trey audience here. Of course, I gotta give you time. Look right there in the camera. Make sure folks know how they can catch up with you and maybe become a client because I'm telling y'all, these are some phenomenal <laughs> principles. Yeah, you can catch me. I uh, have www.curtiscalhoun.com on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, it's Curtis R. Calhoun, and then it's also Curtis Calhoun LLC for the business. 
Oh, thank you so much. Real lifer in the building. You are a real lifer. Thank you so much, Curtis. You're a real lifer too. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't wait until the next segment so we can go into real lifer number four. Appreciate you. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Always a great time on our Thoughtful Thursday here with Curtis Calhoun, real lifer coach who is doing phenomenal in the community. And I know that we're up against the hour, but I got to tell you guys one more time. You guys heard it in the commercial, but Hades Town phenomenal okay like i i can't say it enough and i'm like stg is probably going to hear this every day this week uh, all of you guys out there if you guys are looking for a phenomenal show i know that they only have a little bit of tickets left but try to find a day where you can go out date night it's amazing story to share with somebody you love go out there at husbands and wives you know take her out man get her some flowers take her to the theater go out for dinner Make Make it a date night. It is a great show. Also, we heard Miss Esther talk about Saturday. You guys can come down to Garfield Park from 4 to 7 p.m. There's going to be food and a DJ. They're making it fun for you to give your feedback on the design of the park. So please come on out. Uh, Tomorrow, I'll be recapping some more events that are happening this weekend because trust me, there is a lot and I'm trying to figure out how to be in multiple places at the same time. But it's a great way for us to be out in community. And I just want to thank Miss Esther for being here. And of course, got to thank my guy, Curtis Calhoun, real life for coach who's doing phenomenal things here in our community. Of course, for me, I want you to be inspired, y'all. Be inspired by these guests who come on to share what they're doing in community, how they're staying engaged, how they're staying connected to all the things that need to happen in our communities. If it wasn't for folks like Esther and Curtis, there would be a void, trust me, in our community. And I just thank them both for what they're doing out here. And I want y'all to listen to their stories, but be inspired to see yourself as a part of the solution. Tomorrow is Friday. I get to sit down with Cynthia Brothers Vanishing Seattle once again. She's going to be telling us about what's vanishing and what's not vanishing. And We have our first Finance Friday segment with Kamaria. So I'm so excited that Kamaria will be in the building. We're going to be learning about insurance and how you can utilize that as a generational wealth building tool. So until tomorrow at 11 a.m., peace. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.